All right, Aggie fans, welcome to the Sports Page Out Loud. This is your host, the Sports Page, Paige Zamora, and I'm joined today, as always, by the awesome Jaden Johnson. And today we have really special guests from the women's basketball team here at Utah State, Shannon Deficy and Coach Corey Smith. I always call you Coach. I hope that's all right. Oh, You're I cool like with it. that. Okay, good. <laughs> She's not going to complain. You're always, you are, you know, to me, you are the original Coach Smith because I heard about you before I heard about wow. Coach Smith. So. That is a compliment. I know. <laughs> you, right? Um, guys, we are two days away from the tournament, mm-hmm. and we found out it's official as of last night that, well, you guys will be playing on, like, wheel. <laughs> you guys will be playing 7 p.m. on Sunday. What are your, like, three words to describe how you're feeling about that right now? Oh, gosh. Corey, you go first. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to go with excited, anxious, and ready. Boom. Let's go. Huh? Um, you can't still hear her words. Oh, Sorry. None of them? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's the perk of going first, right? <laughs> I better use excited. Okay. Excited. <laughs> um, I'm a little nervous, but um, I don't know what's another word for ready. Prepared. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, yeah, you're I like a thesaurus. Awesome. Well, Jaden and I are also really excited. We get to be there. I mean, Jaden, of course, is there for every game, the voice of Aggie women's basketball. Um, but we get to be there watching and covering, and we were actually just talking about how cool it is to have so much good to talk about in this team. And a lot of players are hitting a peak mm-hmm. pretty recently, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what a great time to go into that, mo- like, have that momentum going into the tournament. But, Shannon, mm-hmm. you, I mean, there's not, like, a certain peak for you. You're Like, the whole season you have just been, like, how many double-doubles is it now? And I know it's the, the best record in school history. So 17? <laughs> yeah. 17? Tied for it. Tied for... Oh, you're tied right now. Tied for yes. most okay. double-doubles mm-hmm. in a season. So... You're going to easily beat that Sunday. That's I mean, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to know, I mean, of course you set goals, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you yeah. want to work as hard as you can. But did you see this happening for you, your junior year? Um, actually, my parents ask me this all the time. But um, so at the start of the year, coach had a meeting with me. And he said, um, you know, this year I want you to, you know, set these specific goals. And he was like, double, double. You have to do it. Like, try and make that like your average. And I was like, oh, okay, like yeah coach like I'll I'll try and do that but I don't know I never really thought that I would be able to do it maybe here and there average a double double but um no I'm really happy with how I have performed this year and like the team so yeah so I was talking with coach after senior night Mm -hmm. and um you know he's talking about how much of a a big girls game is what he calls Mm -hmm. it right now and I think to me, that makes it really entertaining, right? Because a lot of the times we focus on the ball handler and everything like that, but I'm all for, like, the aggression under the hoop. Mm-hmm. But in those moments, I mean, this might sound silly, but when you're sitting here, you're, like, you kind of are unassuming, and you're, <laughs> you're funny always, but, like, it, it's not the type of, like, personality you would expect to be uh-huh. so aggressive under the hoop. So, yeah. I mean, is that, do you channel your inner, like, I don't know, Shannon Hulk, what is it? Like, what yeah, do you actually, feel it's, like in that moment? Yeah, that's what, exactly, again, what my parents say. A uh, bit of white line fever. Um, yeah, I am a different person on the court. Even some of my coaches that I've had previously, they're like, you're the nicest person away from the court, but when you get on the court, you don't want to listen to me. Like, you just, you know, like, you know, a lot more aggressive and whatever. But, um, I don't know, I think it's good that I can channel that side and then, you know, be 
chill and calm off the court. But yeah, definitely working for you. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a little bit of a roller coaster season. I mean, yes. preseason, a really, really tough like preseason schedule, and you guys come out yep. above 500, and then uh, win the first what five of six Mountain West games. Yep. Go on a little losing streak, six straight, and now you close out the season winning five of six. Yeah. Uh, where's the roller coaster go next? I mean, it seems like things are going in the right direction right now as, as you get towards conference play, or conference tournament play, I should say. Yeah, I was just looking at the standings to make sure this was right, but going into the tournament, us and Boise um, each have four a four-game winning streak coming into the tournament. So, I mean, even just that is huge because... You know, we're, we're playing well at the right time of the year. Um, we've had, like Shannon said, different players step up at different times that really helped, um, you know, get our team there. And, I mean, of course it's a tournament. Anybody can beat anybody at any time. Um, and, you know, for sure during that losing stretch kind of in the middle of the year, we were all kind of looking around like, you know, this, this can't be happening. What do we need to change? Had some meetings about it, you know, kind of went through the ringer. But, um, you know, obviously figured it out, and um, we're on the upward stretch and just feel really excited about tournament and what could happen. Well, and we kind of saw last year in the tournament, in the women's tournament, Nevada was a nine mm-hmm. seed and made it all the way to the championship. Yeah. And it seems like in the Mountain West it's all about matchups. It's all about just getting hot at the right time. And, and you know, there's not a ton of a talent gap between a lot of these teams is, is does that do you guys feel like that yeah I completely agree with that um just as Corey said like any team can beat anyone um on any night like we match up really well against Boise but then mm-hmm. someone in second or third will get pumped by Boise so it it is it's really good that it's um such an even conference and um yeah I think that's going to be like really interesting going into the tournament being a neutral floor everyone plays a little different on you know away from home so except yeah, for UNLV yeah. <laughs> no, what's the <laughs> <that>? <laughs> But, yeah, no, I think it's going to be really, yeah. really close. So, Coach, going back to, you know, the meetings that you had when you were like, what do we need to fix during that kind of slump that you were in? What are some of the specific things you were like, okay, we got to, you know, change this? And who were the people that you were focusing on, maybe in the moment, asking them to step up? I mean, probably, I'm guessing Shannon was one of them because she didn't have one of those slumps it seemed like so what was that like what were those meetings like can you tell us more about what you did to fix it yeah of course um I would assume that pretty much all teams at some point throughout their season go through kind of the talk about different roles on the team and um you know that was coming up a little bit just with the roster that we have you know playing time and um we've changed our starters a few times and while that's important you know coach fink is always saying that's that's not really a thing we make it into a thing but it it really doesn't matter um and so some of those were just kind of role conversations of um you know here's what we need you to do if and when you get in the game um of course shannon was on a crazy streak and so um teams were focusing a lot of their defense on her double teaming her anytime she touched the ball so looking at who's going to step up behind her. Um, you know, Rachel Brewster, as, as our one of our two seniors, really had to um, kind of step up for us and, um, you know, had just some, um, I don't know, just some honest conversations about, you know, the end of her career was coming up and how do you want to finish. And um, I'm really incredibly proud of how 
she stepped up to the plate after those conversations and just she's done some gut checks and um, really just moved forward and not looked back since that time in my opinion um, and that's hard to do um, you know Deja our other senior has just been steady consistent constant um, and so a lot of those were just you know some internal adjustments some external adjustments changed some of what we do offensively a little bit um, and here we are well, you touched on something I wanted to ask about, uh, and that's, Shannon, there was definitely like a point in this year where at least I noticed it from my seat where teams really started to clamp down and like double, triple team you every time you touch the ball. Mm-hmm. What was that like for you, and how did you kind of adjust to that and, and get used to playing like that? Um, that? Does that frustrate you so much? It's, I mean, it's frustrating, but it's also a compliment, right? Like, it, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it also like opened up windows, so whenever I got the ball, like, looking for someone cutting to the basket was wide open. So, I mean, it was good and bad for our team. So, um, no, it was, I mean, it was really frustrating, though, like not being able to do my normal stuff. But, um, yeah, each team guards me and us differently. So it's just being able to adjust and um, know what's, like, try and expect what's coming. So, yeah. Cool. I think um, some of those, like, names that you were mentioning that I've seen kind of step up of course, Rachel Brewster. That's been really cool to watch. We were just talking before we went on the air about how crazy it is for you to be finishing being, I mean, potentially a play against her, right, when yep. you're back in Australia, but um, finishing up playing with her in college. And so talk about what it's like to play with Rachel mm-hmm. and kind of being towards the end and seeing her do so well and step mm-hmm. up in those things. Yeah, it's been so fun um, playing with Rach. Coming in and sort of knowing someone was a really big help for me. Um, she helped me out a lot, like, on and off the court. Um, she's been a leader ever since, like, I've been here from her sophomore year. She's just led all of us, like, on the court, off the court, just showing us the way. Um, so, yeah, she'll be a really big loss for us. Um, yeah, she's had an amazing career here. But, um, yeah, I'm sure I'll meet her back home again, probably play with or against so yeah awesome so we've seen a lot of different faces to come out and get some more playing time toward the end of season end of the season um and it's it's been a lot of people we've been excited to watch marlene i mean remember you were on the show and we talked so much about marlene yeah um and she struggled a little bit in the middle of the season but it seems like she's kind of overcoming that and doing better and um but then there's other names right like emmy harris who's been really good and then lately, even better, it seems, coming in, just doing really important things. Who do you think is the most, uh, I don't want to say most improved, because that's really cliche, but the most, like, stepped up the most, and maybe even surprised you in the end of the season? Oh, that's hard. Yeah, Ooh, I know, I kind of put you on the spot there. I think everyone in their own way has really improved, especially after the, like, meeting we had when we're in that low point. Everyone has really, like, responded well, I don't know if you know anyone mm-hmm. specific, but I don't know. I think everyone just really picked up, and it wasn't it wasn't about playing time anymore. It was more about winning. Like everyone was like, "Oh, if I don't play today, well, as long as we get the win, like that's all that matters." Mm-hmm. I don't know who's. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I think about is the game we had recently, where both Shannon and Haley, right? The two of you got in foul trouble. Oh yeah, in the early on. Yep, and. I mean, those are big scores that play big minutes, you know, and uh, we could have seen a drastic drop right, right when that happened. But like you, like you mentioned, Marlene came in, 
Deja came in. Emma. Emma got in and yeah. just, you know, didn't give up the points that you might expect and contributed offensively. Um, you know, in our uh, senior night game, a lot of people are, you know, focused on lives, two steals in a row that really mm-hmm. got our momentum back. But also, you know, Emmy's steal before then. I mean, she just picked the girl's pocket and went for a layup. Um, so really all those players, you know, right when their name's called, you know they're dying to get in the game. You know, we do our best to, to do what what we think is right at the time, but knowing that we have that bench and that um, depth is huge. You know, just before the show started, we were talking about the injuries that we've had in years before going into the tournament, and, I mean, we're, we're pretty healthy right now, knock on wood. So <laughs> that's another thing we have going for us, for sure. Well, and speaking of which, uh, Shannon, you weren't – you didn't play in the tournament last year. No. Uh, I remember the, the very last game of the season. I wish everybody UNLB. could see Shannon's face right now. <laughs> like the one hard thing about radio, right? <laughs> I, I think it was, what, maybe two minutes into that UNLV game that, that you yep. went out and then you weren't able to play in the tournament and then it was a first-round exit for you guys. I, I have to imagine that was pretty tough to watch from the bench and not be able to be out there contributing. Yeah, that was um, probably the hardest game I've had, like, in college, just being up, just sitting there. Like, I had my ankles taped before the game. You know, I thought I was going out there. I was not healthy enough to get out there, though. Like, um, so I did my knee, and they were like, if you went and ran, you'd get a little knock, and ACL would go. But yeah. stupid me at that time, I was like, nope, I'm going to I'm gonna go play. Like, just tape me up, and ACL's going to be fine. Like, I need to play this game. This game is the most important thing right now. Um, but coach was like, look, like you're going to be out for a whole year, so it's not worth it. But, yeah, it was very frustrating. But um, like Corey just said, we have so much depth this year, and knock on wood, we don't have any injuries, but we have the depth to get through anything. So. Mm-hmm. And we're, I know we're talking about depth, you know, that helps you on the court, but there's mm-hmm. also a really fun bench oh, yeah. behind you guys. <laughs> and, you know, Shannon, I've, I've actually talked with both of you about the chemistry mm-hmm. of this team this year. I've been watching this team since before you got here, Shannon, mm-hmm. and keeping up on you. And it seems like there's a little bit of a difference with the chemistry on this team. Um, can you tell me how much of a difference that makes to have a bench that's super excited for you? And mm-hmm. not only that, but, you know, the chemistry with those ones you're on the court. Just tell me more about that. Um, yeah, so we laugh all the time that, like, you know, the people on the court are having just as much just as much fun as the people on the bench. Like, we look back at um, videos, if someone knocks a three, like, it is so fun to look at <laughs> look at all of the bench benches' reactions. Like, it just shows how, like, genuinely happy we are for each other and how much we just want to win. Like, that's the most important thing. But, um, yeah, the chemistry is just, it's so good this year. Like, it was, it was pretty good last year. Like, we haven't had any, like, much drama within the team. But, um, yeah, the, the chemistry does go a long way on the court. You can really tell that we are a tight-knit team, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, it's, it's visible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm cool. a – Jaden hears this all the time. I'm a big energy, momentum person. Mm-hmm. And talking about those things, I think – I don't know. To me, it seems to make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Corey, what's it like being a coach for a team that is, like, all these best friends, you know? <laughs> do you feel like you're in the loop, too, or do they leave you out? I don't know if it's maybe 50-50 there's definitely stuff that goes on that I have no idea what's happening Um, (laughs) but so my role is the operations director and so it's funny thinking about I think there's been one time in a hotel 
where the girls were being so loud, I had to send out the text that (laughs) shuts them up real quick and says, hey guys, I can hear you from my room, please be quiet. Um, There's been a few flights we've been on where girls are just giggling and something is, yeah, Shannon's playing to herself, she's not been involved. Um, So, I mean, stuff like that is just so fun and I never want to be the bad guy or the person to be like, hey guys, tone it down because I'm all about it. Um, but yeah, the you know, Taylor Franson just is incredible teammate of the year. If that were a thing, she, she should win it. Um, opposing coaches have complimented her multiple times on just her energy, her investment into the games. You know, I look at the photos that are taken, um, that are posted online, and just Taylor should have her own section because, I mean, she is just all about it. Um, You know, she's redshirting this year. She doesn't necessarily have to invest as much as she does, but, I mean, she's an integral part of the team. Whenever we travel without her, um, we notice, and... um, all the girls are just locked in and in it and unselfish um, as much as they can be. It's so much fun. How about red shirt player of the year? Maybe that could be a new thing. Yeah. Red, <laughs> red, red shirt of the year. Maybe we should start like a hashtag. Like let's start trending it on Twitter and maybe we'll I have that so be a thing. I mean unanimous. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, uh, Corey, you brought you brought this game up, the game against Nevada. It was just a few weeks, man, a week and a half ago maybe yeah. and um, the first five minutes, you said Shannon and Haley both, a couple of fouls. They were on the bench for a lot of the game. And, and we really saw the depth of the team come in. And I think every player on the team scored in that game. And it kind of feels like at this point in the season, everybody is or is very close to playing their best basketball that we've seen this season. And just, I mean, what a time to peak. Maybe not peak, because I don't know if they've hit their potential. But it feels like everything has really come together. And after that game, I remember talking to Coach Finkbeiner and saying that just felt like the ultimate team win, and he agreed. Um, do you kind of feel that as well, that, that things have really come into place the last week or two? Yeah, for sure. Um, so we had, um, again, from the operations side of things, we had two really, really long road trips this year uh, where we stayed out from Tuesday to Saturday. The first one was the end of January where we had uh, – where we lost to San Jose State, and then we went to UNLV and lost. Um, And so coming up just on that road trip, because we went to San Diego first and then uh, Reno, you know, I know for me I'm just kind of hoping that we don't experience what we did the month before. Because that's, I mean, road trips are hard, period, let alone a five-day road trip, let alone when we just lost those two games in a row. And then our flight was delayed about five hours, so it was great. So coming into uh, San Diego and Reno on the road back-to-back, knowing that we were going to be gone all week, um, that just took a lot mentally for our kids and our coaching staff to just be ready for that and to stay locked in. Um, You know, you're sitting around a hotel room. Families are coming into town for the games. There's a lot that you can kind of mix your focus about and so winning those two games on the road um, pretty much right at the end of season again just really helped our momentum helped us um, have the toughness that we talk about a lot of just mentally not letting external things 
you know, come into play. Um, and again, that just has kind of shot us up into our senior night game where um, we pulled it out, um, played really well at the end, had a good crowd. So it's huge to, to be able to say we have, again, a four-game win streak going in. The games that we've lost in conference have pretty much all been close. Um, you know, lost to New Mexico by four. We beat Boise. You know, anything could happen, but we're in, we're in a really good spot right now. Yeah, it's exciting knowing that um, this is the team that we're going to be watching. You know, it's not yeah. – it, even – I don't know, for, to me it seems even better than the team that started conference play because of the adversity mm -hmm. that they've overcome in that slump. And Shannon, you've been on this team now and been with several different types of groups mm -hmm. in it, right? Um, but a, a lot of them are the, are the same players that you've been playing with, right? Yeah. So what kind of, what switch flipped? What, what made you guys more able to, you know, deal with adversity? Mm -hmm. Whether it's mid-game or mid-season, I feel like you've kind of, I don't know, maybe it's a maturity thing, mm -hmm. toughness. What What do you call it? Yeah, I would definitely call it a um, maturity thing. It's just the experience that we have as a team. Um, so, like, coming in, it was pretty much all fresh. Well, it was all freshmen and um, sophomores starting. And that was, you know, we came in, you know, didn't really know what college was about, like coming from Australia, you know. We didn't know the importance of every game, but I think just being here for now three years, um, we know how important every game is. We have you know, an older leadership group that can show the freshmen and sophomores, you know, how it's done, what we need to do to get the win and, you know, teach them how important it is. Um, and I think, yeah, it's just just us growing up and just being here for so long. So, yeah. Cool. <clears throat> is there any specific team in the tournament that you're looking forward to hopefully meeting up with more I than think, another? I think we're just going to take it one game at a time. Obviously, we're going to, um, you know, look at, the possibilities of, you know, sure. if we do win, you know, look ahead and see what our matchup would be. But I think it's just focus on Colorado State, get that done, and then, you know, 24 hours and the next game started. So, well, yeah, I think it's just one game at a time. Well, and you look at the bracket, and, yep. and you've got Colorado State first, yep. who you've beaten twice this season. It was your most recent game. I mean, you just played yep. them back on Monday mm -hmm. and beat them. Yep. Uh, and, then, and then Wyoming. Mm -hmm. And Wyoming's a team you split with. Even the game in Laramie, I think, was closer than the final score showed. Yep. Um, but, but a couple teams you've played really closely, and, and you beat Wyoming, you beat Colorado State this season. You know, sitting in the one seed, it's Boise, who you beat in the one and only matchup mm -hmm. of the season. I, I have to imagine that those kind of wins and, like, knowing that you can hang with and beat those kind of teams gives you confidence going into the tournament. Oh, for sure. We definitely have um, confidence, and we think we can go all the way. Um, like Corey said, we've got momentum, and I think we've got, you know, we've got the players, the depth to be able to do it. It's just... We need to get it done now, so it all starts Sunday. <laughs> it all starts Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, one more thing, I know that we've been, we talk a lot about spectrum magic, and I think it's a conversation that a lot of the times you might feel left out on <laughs> as women's basketball. Um, but to me, I think that's even, I don't know, maybe this is me being like a little spiteful, but to me it's cool that you've had success kind of in spite of the lack of fans. And I know that you have a lot of stalwart fans mm -hmm. that come every single game. Um but there are a handful, I mean, there's a lot of people that notice that, I mean, you don't get the same, but it's, it's obvious, right? You don't get the same fan base. What is that like? What is it like to know that you just, you can't expect those same fans or you won't expect those same fans? Do you 
hope that someday that'll change? I don't know. Um, yeah, I definitely hope that one one day that'll change, and maybe if we can keep winning, we'll get a bigger fan base. But it has improved, <clears throat> especially from my freshman year. Like, I could count the amount of people in the crowd, which was not good, but um, no, it has improved, and we have got our, um, you know, fans that come to every single game and support us and stuff, but um, no, I'm happy for the guys that they, they've had so much success. They deserve the fan base that they have. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can get there one day. Cool. Corey, so just last question for both of you, I guess. I think I may have said that about that <laughs> last question. I do that all the time, though. Um, just going into this tournament and, you know, however it ends, looking back on the season, and I mean, we had we have three new coaches this year. You're one of them. Was this where you expected to be? Is it more than you expected? And kind of give me your... I guess your overall recap of how your first season at Utah State went. Wow. <laughs> right? Talk about a loaded question. Just I know. Talk about the whole season in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's all of it is just so ironic. The day that I showed up to Utah State after having never been to Logan in my life, um, <clears throat> I was trying to make the end of practice, one of the summer practice workouts, and I knew what time it ended, so I was kind of driving fast, trying to make it just to meet the coaches and the players. <clears throat> and Coach Fink ended things early, so I show up to Estes, and the door downstairs was locked, and Lindsay Jensen-Baker kind of sees me from across the court and comes over and is like, oh, are you our new ops? And I was like, yeah, I'm Corey. And, I mean, that moment was just awesome because from the moment that I got here, I just felt like, you know, here's this player that I've never met before who knows me from afar that introduced herself, was super welcoming. Um, obviously, this was my first experience in the Mountain West Conference as a whole, working for a Division One school, I mean, kind of all down the list. So just when I, you know, think back and picture what I was imagining and all the questions I had, it's just blown it out of the water. Um, the people have made it incredible. The town of Logan, the facilities just are something that um, we, <clears throat> I mean, I just feel so proud to show people. Um, and the team itself, as we've talked about this whole time, has just been so much fun, so much heart. Um, the coaching staff that I'm under has just been super helpful for me. Um, it, we, we have a lot of fun. Paige, I know you like to say it starts with the coaching staff. so. We've had a blast together as well. Um, it, it's, it has been up and down, but it's just been incredible. And I'm a pretty uh, sentimental person, so I think back a lot to where I was a year ago and what was happening. And a year ago, I had absolutely no I idea that I'd be in Logan, Utah. But um, it's been incredible. So You did a really good job summing that up in just, in just a few minutes. So You were worried, but that was perfect. <laughs> Well, it's we're, been we're glad you're here, Corey. Yeah, <laughs> we are. A lot more to say about it. It's <laughs> for sure. Maybe we'll do a follow-up interview. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today, guys. We're really excited to see you in Vegas. Sunday night, 7 p.m. Jaden and I, of course, will be there. And um, Shannon, mm -hmm. anything you want to leave people with, something to watch for with your team, anything you want them to know about this team particularly going um. into the tournament? Like I said before, I think we've got momentum and we've got the confidence that we can go all the way. So I think that, you know, if you're not doing anything on Sunday night, everyone watch the live stream. Um, yeah, 
That's about it. <laughs> All right. You can right. also hear it. Right. You can also hear it right here at Aggie Radio 92.3. It'll be online at AggieRadio.com as well. Yep, and you will hear Jaden commentating on it. He, there should also be an award for best commentator oh. in the Mountain yeah. West. Because you know he'd get that hands down. I don't know about that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for being here, you guys. Um, when we come back, we've got some guests from the men's basketball team, so stay tuned in. This is the sports page out loud on Aggie Radio, KVLULP, Logan, Utah, 92.3 FM. All right, we're back on the sports page out loud. This is Aggie Radio, and today I'm joined by Jaden Johnson, of course, and this is the sports page. And Justin Bean and Abel Porter are here with us in studio um, of the Aggie men's basketball team. Guys, thank you so much for coming, especially right when you're in this really exciting week, right, where you Mm -hmm. get to do some really big things this next week and have already been doing some huge things. Um, Both of you kind of... I mean, forgive me for saying it, but we're kind of unexpected to be so crazy important to this team. How does it feel to be in that position right now? Be people that people all across the cal- the state are talking about. Uh, it's definitely humbling for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't think either of us could have expected the amount of, uh, of playing time we got this year or just the amount of, of love from the fans and, and coaches. And so it's just we're taking it one step at a time, but it's been a, a ride for sure. And we're, we're excited for what we can accomplish these next few weeks. Uh, yeah, for sure. It's just um, I guess people from outside the program just don't really know, but uh, we've just put in the same work as everyone else on the team. And um, kind of seeing that work pay off has uh, really been nice for me and Justin and for a lot of guys on the team also. Because we had Sam, <clears throat> excuse me, we had Sam on the show before the season started, or maybe it was maybe it was during the preseason. It was pretty mm-hmm. early on. Yeah. And uh, you know, he came in and, and we talked about being picked ninth in the Mountain West Conference, and and he just shut it down. Said that's that's ridiculous. Those people don't know this program. They don't know the guys that are inside of it. And, and he had so much confidence. It was really impressive. I think to both of us, and he left, and we're like, okay, we'll see. <laughs> right, yeah, we did. We looked at each other. We're like, like huh? jokingly, but I mean, the fact you guys, you guys are Mountain West champions. I mean, at least sharing a regular season title after being picked ninth—that's a pretty incredible accomplishment. Talk yeah. about a true underdog story. What's it like to be a part of that? Um, I don't. I don't really know that I would say we had like a chip on our shoulder or anything. I think we just knew, you know, when Coach Smith first got here that our mentalities were that we're going to be the best team that we can be. And then it started, you know, in the off season, and we never let up. We knew that we could accomplish a lot. And whatever that was, you know, we weren't really sure, but we knew that we just had to be the best team that we could be and compete for each other in practice. And I think a lot of what, like probably why Sam had so much confidence, I think that a lot of our mentality was uh, I think we can win the next game, if that makes sense. Sure. Like, but at the very start of the season, the preseason, like I wasn't even thinking about Mountain West, ninth, mm-hmm. ninth in the Mountain West, where the, these preseason standings were at. Um, it was like, oh, we play Montana State. Oh, I think we can beat Montana State. And then we gained a little confidence from beating Montana State. And then you go, oh, we're playing whoever the next game. I think we can beat them. And then you go out and beat them. And you think, oh, we're, we're actually all right at this. Like, we're pretty good as a team. And so I think that, like, all of that confidence kind of built up to this point where we're at now. That confidence, um, not just to have that, you know, in yourself, but of course it's a team game, right, and team sport. The chemistry of this team seems really impressive, and I feel a little bit like a broken record because I was just talking about the same thing with the women's team. But 
truly watching you on the court feels different. It feels like you're all like best buds out there. Mm -hmm. Am I mistaken? No, not at all. Uh, yeah, we have great chemistry, honestly, and whether it's getting together for team dinner at Coach's house or even just making the most of every moment we can at practice, just having fun with it. It's really been fun to just get to know everyone's personalities and see what kind of uh, people you know our guys are off the court. It for sure just comes from kind of like the buying in that you always hear about. Coach Smith talks about it. Coach Smith talks in a lot of cliches, and it's, <laughs> it, you know, he uses one like every sentence. But um, with this team, it's true. You got you got guys that bought in. Maybe not the most individually talented group of guys, um, but when you kind of put it all together and have this right mindset, then uh, I think you can accomplish kind of amazing things. And I think that that's what we did this year. I want to hear what it's like playing for Coach Smith because please tell we, us about you know, it. We, and I'm sure you've probably been asked this a bunch, but we had him on the show uh, right around the same time as Sam, and he, uh, I, I don't know how many words pages. Yeah, I, said I think combined. maybe we asked three questions in the whole hour, <laughs> and he was he was, and it was cool. With and it was great. I mean, he's just such a obviously such a charismatic guy. I mean, what's it like? In a game, you know, when he pulls you in in the huddle, obviously he has a time limit there. Yeah, I was going to say, I want to know if he ever, like, pushes that. Like, does he, how does he limit his uh, work? It's interesting because everyone sees the charismatic, outgoing, can't stop talking Coach Smith. And a lot of his coaching style is like that. He's, mm -hmm. he's uh, the biggest voice, the loudest voice, talks the longest. But it's also interesting because it's a lot of times the exact opposite in games. He talks about how players make plays. And a lot of times he'll get in the huddle and he'll just listen to us. And he'll listen to us as players, what we had to say, what we see on the court. Um, and I think that's unique as a coach. A lot of times you'll get in a timeout and you'll just want to say everything you can in the 30 seconds that you get to talk to us. Um, but I've never had a coach really sit down and listen to us in a timeout. Um, maybe we call play and say, hey, I think this will work. And he'll say, okay, like I trust you guys. Go out and do it. And so as much as a talker he is, off the court and in kind of lobbying for us as a team and trying to bring all the fans in. Uh, he's also really good at listening to us as players, and that's what makes you really want to play hard for him. That's like kind of where the heart of the team comes from is um, when you have a coach that you know cares about you and listens to you, um, you're going to go out and play as hard as you can for him. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. I think he has a really good balance of just passion but also patience and really trusting in, in the team and, and every person individually. And I think why the fans love him so much is just because of how energetic and, and passionate he is during games especially. And for me, when I'm, when I'm on the bench and I see the tip-off, the first moment of the game, and he's always wearing a suit before the game, and I'm like, he never is wearing a suit during a game when I see him. And so I'm always wondering when he takes it off. And it's right when the tip-off happens and we get the ball and he just whips that thing off and it's go time. So that's what he is <laughs> You know, that's interesting because I don't remember ever seeing him in a suit, but that's yeah, why. because he's not want to touch him anymore. No, no. He can't pump up the crowd enough. Right. Also, crowd surfing. I mean, that might be yeah. helpful. Yeah. Gone, yeah, that's true. Right. You could. You would know, right? Uh, well, yeah, I, I would know a little bit about it. Yeah. yeah. So that we got to talk about this Nevada game here at the Spectrum. Um, I was in tears after. Jaden and I were, were texting each other, tweeting at each other. You know, it's just that was. I. What word do you use to describe that game? Crazy. Amazing, I don't know, emotional, emotional I mean, it was right? Kind of everything combined, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. yeah, and how did it feel to have not only like be like that for your team, but the whole school felt like they were mm -hmm. at that game, right? So, and then people that 
I mean, you had like the Twitter viewers of it and everybody else that wasn't there. The state, you I've, know, yeah. watching. How did that feel? I've had, I've had, I should cut in, I've had relatives, I've had mm-hmm. friends, family, people I had no idea even cared about basketball <laughs> or had even heard of Utah State <laughs> University that, that are uh, texting me, calling me, talking about mm-hmm. this win because that's how huge it was. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It was rewarding for sure. That was probably one of the best, it was the best uh, college game or just game in general I've ever been a part of. And I'm sure a lot of the guys can say the same thing. And so it was just fun to see all the fans, you know, just those were at the, they were at the game and those who didn't have the opportunity to go just afterwards, the, uh, the support was amazing. Definitely felt. And then the being able to enjoy that with the fans on the court afterward. Um, did you expect that to happen afterwards? Were you, when you walked in, you saw that, you know, the, the spectrum was full. I mean, what was that like? Um, I mean, it's just, I guess it's rewarding, as I said. But it's just cool to see a community come together for this team. Um, I mean, I remember our first home game. And I'm not trying to talk bad about the fans or anything, but there just weren't that many people there. And it's kind of right. see, cool to see the progression of the fans and kind of bringing everyone together and I think that I mean anyone that's a part of sports can kind of just appreciate that feeling that when you can all come together and just sports brings people together that's what it does and to see that happen in real time and live on the court um, last Saturday was just like an amazing experience to see. Well and Abel you you grew up in Utah yeah and so I have to imagine I mean did the I guess did the reputation of the spectrum and knowing what the spectrum can be and knowing what Utah State fans can bring, did that have anything to do with your decision to come to Utah State? Absolutely. Uh, so my sister actually played up soccer up here um, uh, about probably 10 years ago or so. And I remember being 13, 14 years old and coming up to games here. And she'd give me a student ID and we'd walk in. So I'd be, you know, that they don't chat sometimes. <laughs> and, um, but I just remember coming to... I mean, any game back in those days, and the spectrum was packed, and just mm-hmm. kind of seeing that. And then as I grew up and matured and realized what that actually was and how unique that actually was um, in a college environment, um, it made me want to play here even more. And so just the spectrum, knowing what the spectrum can be and kind of seeing that finally fulfilled, it's like this like rumor you've heard about for so long, like a bunch of mm-hmm. students here and fans here that they know what it can be, but like no one's actually seen it in a long time, so right. you don't actually know, like... If it's real, um, it's nice to finally see that come out and see that it really is real. The spectrum magic is real. Yeah, um, I think it's interesting how I also like the timing of it, right? So not only is it March basketball, which we already know is pretty magic in and of itself, but then that comes. Um, so the tournament coming up, I mean, you've got to feel pretty confident going into that, knowing that, I mean, you can and have be any team you face so absolutely I think our expectations this year um, are a little different than last year obviously whenever you enter a tournament your goal is to win that's that should be your mindset and that's obviously ours this time but I think last year we we went in you know just not knowing really what was going to happen not knowing what to expect and I think that surprised a lot of teams and that's why we were able to to go as far as we did and so this year it'll it'll be a little bit more challenging knowing that a lot of teams you know we have a target on our backs um, but are still our mentality will be the same from day one, and that's just to to play Aggie basketball and, and to play team basketball and to do it how we've done since day one. So I'm excited. I know that uh, we we should go very far in the tournament. Well, and along with that, I, I think, I mean, just off the top of my head, I think you've beaten every team in the conference, right? Yeah. yeah. 
that's got to that's got to do a little bit for confidence as well. I mean, knowing that no matter who we face, you know, we we have beaten them. We've got a really good shot to, to go out and do it in Vegas for right. sure. Uh, it helps that we got some rest coming up. Um, I know some guys on the team really need it, and so kind of this rest mixed with preparation, I think, will really benefit us. Jaden and I were talking Wednesday about um, you know looking for who to watch for on the team. Um, and we really couldn't come up with one specific name alone. How is it to play on a team that has that type of depth and then to be part of that type of depth where we know, like, you know, going in, we can count on either one of you and your teammates to get things done? Um, playing on a team with this amount of trust, I think, is uh, unique and you don't see it a lot. Um, knowing that with 30 seconds left in a game, a minute left in a game, Anyone could get the ball and anyone could have an open shot. Uh, I think that it's really good and it's really burdening sometimes because, I mean, you never know when the opportunity might arise. Um, but it's really rewarding in knowing that your teammates trust you and you trust your teammates and the ball can move anywhere. And that's what makes us so hard to guard as a team is uh, you don't know who's going to get a shot, you don't know who's going to be open, but we're just going to find the open man and it doesn't matter who it is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I agree. I think it'd be pretty, pretty stressful for the other team just knowing on any given night, you know, you never know who's going to have a really good game or who to scout for. And so that's what makes our team, I think, really dangerous is just knowing that we have, you know, 12 guys deep who are ready to, to come in when their number's called. Yeah. Uh, all right, Justin, i got to make a confession. So right. at the beginning of the season, before the, the primetime madness or whatever we called oh, it this yeah. year, with uh, with the dunk contest, we saw the lineup. Know <laughs> <laughs> where this is going? It was, it was Nimi, right? Yep, yep. yep. John Knight, John Knight, third. and Tarion Knight, right? Tarion, yes. And yep. you, and me. <laughs> that liar. Uh, now I I thought I was being funny and I tweeted out something about odds for the dunk contest. <laughs> it was all in jest, and uh, I I'll be honest, I didn't give you very good odds to win that thing. Uh, <laughs> well, was it five hundred? I don't know I if it was quite that. there. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was a valuable bet. It was comedically low. That's um, okay. And then you and then you made me look bad. Um, but it seems like you know a lot of guys. I think that you check into games, and I think you surprise people. Yeah. And uh, is that something that you kind of take take pride in? I, I think so. Uh, I think it's pretty accurate to say I was probably in agreement with you at the beginning of the year, so you shouldn't feel too bad about that. <laughs> okay. I was I'm really glad we got this cleared up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had that writing on my yeah, chest for a little while. It's great. Yeah, break the bridges. Um, but, yeah, no, I was definitely, you know, I didn't really have any expectations coming into the season other than I'm just going to be the best teammate that I can be. and just uh, support the guys who are in, and, and if I did get the opportunity, I'd try and, and run with it. And so I think uh, it definitely helped having Coach Smith's trust, um, first and foremost, just knowing that if he wanted me in the game at this time, then I was supposed to make something happen. So just trying to be really physical and, and scrappy and make good plays for my teammates. So that's kind of where it all started, and, and it's been a, a fun journey. So yeah. Talk about fun, right? And I know that it's it's so much about competition it's about the game and all that but you look like you're having fun all of you I mean there's certain plays during the game where you I've seen you and Nimi just oh, yeah. you know interact with the crowd in between <laughs> plays and things like that um and we know that like the herd Aggie Nation loves all of that what's it like to be in those moments where you feel confident enough excited enough to like 
not just be right there on the court, but you know, be there with the fans. I don't know what's. I don't know really know how to phrase that, but I think you know where I'm going. Absolutely no. I it definitely feels like we have you know another member of our team that's that's suited up in in blue, just in those spectrum seats, and it uh, it's definitely we feel that energy. We build off that, and so I I really don't know how else to put it other than it's an advantage, obviously for us, for any team that comes here. That's why we're. Twelve and one at home, I think. Wherever we only have one loss, thirteen and one. Thanks. <laughs> always try to Good catch. Good catch. So yeah, it's it's great, and we. Uh, I feel safe to say we have the best student section in the country uh, when it's at our best, and so it's definitely a, a good thing for us. Yeah, and it's I think, awesome. like Jaden said, it's there's a lot of surprise in this, and um, Jaden and I both when Sam came in was so confident. Sam and Quinn both were like. Mm-hmm. No, like, watch us go. And we were just like, <laughs> okay, we'll watch. But, like, wow, no one was really expecting anything. <laughs> yeah. Especially, I mean, new coaching staff and everything. Um, what did you expect? Um, that's a good question. Uh, it is hard with a new coaching staff. You don't really know. But when we started in the summer, I knew that because of our play style, because of the mentality of our team, that we were going to be able to compete. Um, I didn't know how we would stack up against other teams, maybe other more talented teams, other uh, I don't know, uh, more athletic teams. But I knew that because of the way we were going to play, uh, because of the emphasis that we had on defense, uh, which is huge in college basketball, I knew that we were going to be able to compete with every single team. Um, and then once, like I said earlier, is once you started winning those first couple games, you kind of started realizing, oh, we can actually win these games, and it's not just we're going to compete, but we can win. Um, and so the expectations before the season were, uh, we're going to go out there and we're going to play defense and hopefully we hold the team to less points than us. Um, but I think that as we got this offensive confidence going, um, we realized that our expectations should be much higher for ourselves. And they were realistic, obviously. Awesome. Uh, you talked about how, how big it is to have this final round by, and you guys get, I mean, over a week off. And uh, I guess we already know that you're going to be, well, either the one or the two seed still up in the air. And there's a potential, I don't know, six or seven different teams you guys could potentially yeah, face in the second so round. Crazy. Still a lot unknown. There's a lot in the air. I mean, how, how much do you guys really pay attention to what's going on around the Mountain West Conference at this point? And, I mean, are you going to be glued to your TV Saturday night trying to figure that all out? Um, I'll for sure be watching on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't lie about that. Um, obviously, you'd like to win an outright title sure. um, and not be a co-champ. Um, but besides that, uh, as for preparation for the tournament, our coaches do a great job in watching the other teams and preparing for them and whoever our opponent is. And we do a great job of just showing up at practice and executing that. And so um, while we will be keeping our eye outs on scores and stuff, uh, we have practice today, tomorrow, and the next couple of days. And that's kind of what our focus will be on is going to practice, preparing for uh, our next opponent, and kind of trying to figure out some things that we could do better to make a deep run. All right, so we talked, we prepared you a tiny bit before we went on the air for this question <laughs> golf. I know, I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's yeah. kind of a little joke between us. This is the only time we talk about golf on the show. Um, <laughs> got a family that's really into golf, and I've just never been into it. So I had to find a way to get it on the show somehow. So it's a list of questions. <sighs> Jaden's going to start the timer after I ask that's each so question, cool. and your total time at the end will be your score. Like gotcha. golf, the lower the score, 
the better your place. Um, and yeah. I can almost guarantee you'll beat your coach because he talks more than <laughs> yeah. anyone we've ever had on I, the I show. I think you're going to be very Smith. disappointed. Anyone on the planet. <laughs> I think, was, it, <laughs> was it Sam or Quinn that did it when they came in? Um, we remember? had Sam do it. it uh-huh. Sam. So, yeah, so maybe he's that's in the second. Mark we should shoot he's for. He's second? He's, yeah. Oh, sorry. Nope. He is in um, third right now. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, Jaden, we'll start the timer. Are you good with your timer, Jaden? Yep. All right. I expect. Who was your basketball hero as a kid? Uh, Darren Williams. If you didn't play basketball, what sport would you play? Football. Were there any other dream jobs you had growing up? Um, funniest person on the team? Uh, Mimi. Who's the best singer on the team? Bean. Who's the team's biggest smack talker? Mimi. Um, what's your favorite part of living in Logan? Um, the outdoor feel. What's your favorite pre-game snack? Um, fruit snacks. What's your current favorite song? Um, oh, geez, I don't know what song. Uh... Quinn the Fourth, Quinn the Fourth. Oh, yeah, anything from Quinn's new album. Okay, and what's your favorite food? Um, pasta. You got Justin Bean with the assist on that one. That's the one that's that's the one that stumps everybody. Yep, I'm telling you. The rest of them are like really relevant. I can watch. Abel listens to a lot of different music, so that's a hard one. Aren't you so glad he's here today to match for you? All right, what time did he have? So I'm not sure how this stacks up. I, I'm not, I don't remember what our top score is. 26 seconds, point three seven. All right. You now are in third. Hey. I'd be Sam. Be yep. Sam. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Well done. And um, you did have some of the same answers. I think Nimi is one that we heard a lot. Right? <laughs> Especially but, a smack talk. But right. we also did hear from Sam that you were the best singer on the team. So is that... Is I mean, that another? I'm like, here's the <laughs> microphone, right? Uh, so is that like an outside hobby that you have? And yeah, have you, how long have you been singing? I mean, I would say my family's like pretty pretty good at singing. We've it's just been a, a thing we've liked to do since I was little. My mom band of the piano. beans. Tell me, you call yourself beans. that? <laughs> I did get Justin Beaner a lot in high school. Uh, yeah, Beaner fever, but I didn't Justin like that very much. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so my mom could play the piano, and so like I, I did church choir a little bit, but nothing, nothing in school or anything. Cool. So yeah, really I just cool. Like to sing. And Ava, we hobbies, interests, we both speak Russian, yes. right? Which is crazy. Um, do you ever? I have to ask this because sometimes when I'm frustrated, Russian will come out because it's easier to feel angry when yeah. I speak Russian. I do you ever you find yourself thinking <laughs> or speaking Russian on the court? Um, I don't, but I dream in my Russian all the time still. Really? Uh, full-on Russian dreams wow. still. So, yeah. Um, Same. They're, they're a little more intense, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, I, it's cool when, I don't know, I like to be able to show kind of the other side, right? The singer, the Russian speaker. Yeah. And you like a lot of music, too, is what Justin's talking about. What do you do to kind of take yourself out of the basketball mindset if you need to? Or does that never happen during the season? Or do you ever need a break? You do need a break uh, a lot of times. Sometimes it's just you get so mentally um, tired, I guess. Especially after, I think a good example is after last week. Um, I think after some emotional wins on Tuesday against San Diego and Saturday against Nevada, I think all of us kind of just want to do, delete Twitter and Instagram for a little bit <laughs> and just yeah. relax and kind of get away from basketball. Um, I don't know, some guys have different stuff, go see a movie, 
hang out, go outside, just like put down your phone for a little bit, um, play video games, I don't know, just any way to kind of block out everything else that's going on and just kind of focus on yourself for a little bit is always nice. It's true. Yeah, I'd say video games is a big one, especially as a team, like everyone plays Fortnite together or Apex <laughs> or 2K, like mm -hmm. there's some good ways to bond and just relieve all that stress. Yeah. Who's, uh, who's the best at 2K? Um, I am. I am. It used to be I JK. Thought, I thought that <laughs> it, used be, it used to be J John, but uh, <laughs> since he's vacated uh, his spot, I'm the new champ. I would okay. veto that, but we'll have to <laughs> sell some other one. The, the question is, who's your team? Oh, definitely the Thunder. Any team. Any good any 2K team. player would say any team. I can be anyone with any team. <laughs> so obviously, so obviously you can't. You heard it here first, folks. Right here on Sports Page Out Loud. You heard it here first. Well, maybe we'll have to have a tournament after season and Damn. actually put this For sure. argument to rest. Absolutely. Um, I will <laughs> gladly just moderate the tournament. <laughs> Video games, basketball for real. This is not my thing. That's why I talk about it. You know, Maybe you right. do a, a, an old NBA live with Darren Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> okay. That, that too, right? We need to talk Darren about Williams. that. I saw the GameCube at my house. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I I loved that answer by the way because that was the same <laughs> name in my house growing up. It was almost like a holy name. You know, we yeah. had we had like God and church, and we had sports and. Darren Williams was Carlos one of the ones we talked, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Uh -huh. yeah, Derek days. Fisher was one of our, our names that we had forsaken. We didn't uh, say his yeah, name right. in my home. It's from the other end. Yeah, yeah exactly. He did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a good time. I'm sorry. Oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I have one last thing that I want to ask. What is the biggest thing you want people to know about this team that they might not know from watching? Um, I mean, whether it's whether it's something, you know, off the court or on the court. What's the biggest thing you want people to know about this team that you play for? It's tough. It's tough. All right. Um, I would say just to keep it simple, even though we're getting a lot of national, you know, recognition and first time going to the tournament possibly in, in a long time, I'd say the the love still is, is with the fans here in Cache Valley. That's who we, who we do this for. Um, we couldn't be where we are without them, and, and so – Everything that we do is because of how supportive they've been, and so we love the fans in, in Aggie Nation. Yeah, great answer. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, I would just say the commitment to consistency. Um, anyone can be a one-hit wonder, um, but having a long-term plan of success is really important. And I think that Coach Smith has laid that in front of us, and we as a team, um, and all the guys have kind of accepted that plan, and so. Although we're having a really good year this year, uh, I don't think this is just a one-year thing. Um, and that this is going to be a long-term success, and we're going to work our hardest to keep it like this. All right, and we look forward to seeing that and seeing you in Vegas. Jaden, anything else for these guys before they leave us? No, I'm, uh, I'm fired up. I'm, I'm heading out to Vegas tomorrow. I'll be down there with the women, and then I'll be, be around for, um, for all you guys' games. And, uh, you know, I, I just think that there's a lot of buzz around this team, and I think it's well-warranted. So uh, thanks for a great season. I'm looking forward to seeing what you can do. Thank yeah. you, guys. Thanks for the entertainment and everything and for having fun with us today on the air. We'll thanks see you in Vegas. Awesome. I'll be there as well. Um, and for those of you who are listening, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for being supporters of the Sports Page Out Loud. You can catch this also on iTunes later. Follow us on Twitter at SportsPage94 and JadenJohnson00. Um, and we'll have this tweeted out for you so you can listen over and over again to these awesome guys <laughs> talk about all these things. This has been the Sports Page Out Loud on Aggie Radio, 92.3 FM, KBLULP, Logan, Utah.